We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Let's make our confession of faith together. I just figured I'd get you in the jungle move for a little bit. (laughs) Somebody said this is going to be a great series. Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. Because I'm unconditionally loved by God and at harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Remain standing with me. Remain standing with me. I want you to go now uh, to this scripture, 1 Corinthians 16 and 9. 1 Corinthians 16 and 9. We're starting a new series called, what is it called, church? And so we're going to have live animals in church. And so I just need you to understand that that's okay to have animals in church. My God, we let you in here. And so it's okay to let animals in church. All right, just touch your name and say, we let you in here. So, just say, so it's okay to have animals in church. I mean, I'm being funny. So so in all of that, I want you to know there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing unbiblical about that. Jesus would have used whatever tools, whatever he had available to teach a principle and teach a lesson. And that's what we're going to do in this series. Are you ready to work with me? First Corinthians 16 and 9. It says, for a great and effective door has opened to me. Say your name. Say a great and effective door has opened. Say it's already done. For, say your name. That's a good place to give God a preemptive praise. Because some of y'all been saying, when is God going to open it? It's already open for you. Say it's already open for me. But look at the last part of the verse. It says, and there are a couple of adversaries. No, it says, and there is one adversary. No, it says, and there are what? Many adversaries. I came to tell somebody what you've been praying for has already been done. In fact, we learned in our last series, every battle, every problem already won. There's just one issue you're facing right now. And that issue is that you've got many adversaries. And today I'm going to introduce one to you. So just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's a spirit you must prevail against so you can walk through your big door. That's the wrong neighbor. Try the other one. Say, neighbor, there is a spirit 
you must prevail against so you can walk through your big door. Say the spirit of Python. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, we commit this worship experience into your hands. We thank you that you would use this imagery today to teach us a very potent principle that we would navigate in the great things you've ordained. And this year, that is that we would be in our banner year. That's our best year yet, marked by significant accomplishment and achievement. Today, we shall prevail against the adversary that's trying to stop us from going through the door you've opened for us. We've prayed for it, we've fasted for it, we've labored for it, and we will not be denied a great and effective door is open for us and we shall prevail against every adversary in Jesus name somebody shout hallelujah you can be seated this morning church as you know we just finished our life giving message series already won where we learned that every battle every problem it is already won we just have to walk out what Jesus worked out in the on the cross and that's what we learned in our prior series today though church we're starting a new series called the animal kingdom we're going to deal with these three subjects zoology theology and uology can you say them with me zoology theology uology now ology in, in the English language is the suffix that means the study of something. So this series is the convergence or the coming together of the study of animals in the Bible, which have a spiritual meaning behind them. Uh, Jesus, which is theology and uology, which means how it affects you, which means we're going to look at animals, God and you. We're going to look at the spiritual significance of animals and how that's been affecting your life. And you didn't even know it. Now, to kick off this series, church, we're going to review an animal and a spirit. I've taught on before in our church. So you may have some knowledge of this. And if you never heard of it and it's your first time to harvest or you're new to harvest, stay with me because by the time I'm done with this message, you will be fully aware and fully armed to handle this spirit from this day forward. Say, I am prevailing against the spirit of Python. Now, first, I need just to say this again. There's nothing wrong or unbiblical about having animals in church, namely a python in church, namely a snake in church. Now, uh, that snake is a big old snake. And uh, maybe I'll let him come up here and take it out the box because I sure enough ain't going to take it up out the box. I, I don't need no problems, big fella. I don't need no problems, big fella. I don't need no problems. Now, now, now watch this. So there's nothing wrong with that. Number And number two, let me take away some of the spookiness that can come when you talk about spirits. Because remember, every animal in the scripture has a spiritual significance. I need you to understand, while we might talk about some unclean or evil spirits, as the Bible says, uh, they may be our adversary, but they are not to be feared because we have authority. You are never to be in a place where you are fearing anything that's going on in the realm of the spirit, nor anything that's going on in the natural realm. Why, Bishop? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Which means you may be my adversary, but I have authority. Would you have five your neighbors say, you've got adversaries. Say, but you've got great authority. Which means, watch this, when I step on the scene, authority steps in the room. When you step in the room, darkness has to flee. When you show up, you've got authority over every adversary. So we looked at the scripture, 1 Corinthians 16 and 9. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. And he says, for a great, which means big and effective door. Effective means it gets results. Watch this. Uh, for the last year of your life, have you gone through life with no results? 
I'm prophesying to somebody and you're not with me. For the last year, which was last year, was that the last year you going through life without any results? From this moment forward, I prophesy, which means I declare it in your life. I foretell it in your life. I foretell it in your life. You are getting results like you've never seen or experienced before. And that is the reason why you need this message. Because you've been standing at the door and scared to walk through. But I dare you to high five your neighbor say, I'm walking through this time. Uh, I'm suspect of that neighbor. Try the other one because I didn't like how they said it to you. They should have said it a little stronger than that. Say, I'm walking through it this time adversaries blocked me last time but I'm busting through this time fear stopped me last time but I'm busting through it this time somebody say I have authority for a great and effective door that means big and results door uh, uh, open for me door in scripture means an opportunity an opening or a closure and a portal sometimes doors are great but won't produce your desired result but the apostle Paul says this door is both he says it's open to me which means the door was already open so the adversaries weren't there to keep the door closed they were there to keep Paul from walking in it And watch this, since the adversaries you're facing can't deny you because the door is already open, what they're designed to do is to get you to deny yourself. But I dare you to lay your hands on yourself, say stop denying yourself. Stop talking about you don't have what it takes and you don't have enough knowledge and you don't have enough money. Everything that you need, he's already given it to you. That's why the scripture says, I feel like preaching earlier this morning. The scripture says that uh, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Watch this. The door the apostle Paul was talking about was in this place called Macedonia. It was an actual place for him. Uh, It was an actual opportunity for him to do great things in ministry. And he was going to do it in this place called Macedonia. Say Macedonia. That word Macedonia in the Greek language of our New Testament, it means a high place, watch this, or an evolved place. We've been talking about it being evolution time in your life all this year. It was Paul's place of evolution. It was the place Paul had been praying for. It was the experience Paul had been believing for. It is what Paul had shed tears for. It is what Paul had cried for. This was his evolution. And he said, my evolution is here, but there's stuff trying to keep me out of it. But to see how the apostle Paul gets to Macedonia, we have to go and jaywalk in the text over to Acts chapter 16. Now he's talking about this in 1 Corinthians 16, but to see the place he was talking about, it's actually in Acts chapter 16. In Acts chapter 16, uh, we see now Paul, a spiritual son of his named Timothy, and some others, they were traveling, setting order in churches that were throughout the region based on what the apostles in Jerusalem had decided in those churches needed to happen. He was expanding, he was evolving, he was elevating, and he was planting new churches. Uh, Christianity, hear me church, was in an evolution. Okay, let me make it practical for you. You are in an evolution. And I know that you're in an evolution because you watch this. You can see where you want to be and you can see where you were and you're not quite there. You're in your in-between time. Is that anybody's story today? I I, I can see where I want to be. I can see where I want to go. I know what it looks like, but I can't seem to apprehend it. But I came today to tell somebody, you're about to walk through that door. We're about to push you. Touch your neighbor say, walk through that door. 
So Christianity was in an evolution, but there were many adversaries that they faced. Macedonia was a place where great opportunity existed for Paul, but he had adversaries. Let me just pause for the cause and parenthetically insert this here. Just because God wants you to do something doesn't mean it will ever be easy. In fact, what God wants is normally going to require you to deal with some difficulties. Stop thinking, well, God, if it's your will, it's going to be easy. Quite the opposite. In fact, most times when you're doing what you're supposed to do, that's when you suffer the greatest. That's when you, that's when you deal with the most adversaries. That's when you deal with the most betrayal. That's when you deal with the most hurt because the door has already been opened and can't nobody shed it, including you. So the only thing your adversary can do is try to keep you from walking, but out there. I dare somebody to just prophesy up to yourself so you walk him through it this time. Yeah, 16, you got scared. 15, you got scared. January this year, you got scared. February this year, you got scared. March, you were scared. April, you were scared. May, you were scared. June, you were scared. But this here, this is July. And I dare somebody to say, I'm walking through it this time. Anybody got some doors that when I think, when I say door, there's things that come to mind for you. Anybody got something you're like, there's door. And it may not even be this big, big thing. It may be a small thing that requires a big faith. That requires you to get out of your comfort zone. That requires you to change how you think. That requires you to change the people you go around. That requires you to change the environments you place yourself in. So Paul's got this big door. The name of his door is this place. You remember it starts with an M, Macedonia. That's his big door. Paul says, if I get to Macedonia, it is on M15 and popping. 915. What that means is it's very exciting. Colloquialism that means exciting. Now, he deals with adversaries. The first adversary Paul deals with is delay. Say delay. In Acts 16, 6. Now, they had gone through Phygera in the region of Galatia. They were forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Now, Asia looked like the next, next logical place for Paul to go. But watch this. God doesn't always do things in our logical order. Like we think of it as I'm going to do this, then after that I'm going to do this, then after that I'm going to do this, then after that I'm going to do this. And these are the three steps I'm going to take to get to where it is that I'm going. But you need to know God doesn't always do things in your logical order. See, here's what most of us want life to be, just up and to the right. Here's what it often is. And then sometimes you get real low. You just got to get down on the floor. Just... Say God doesn't work in our logical order. No, because there's things along the way you need to pick up. There's things along the way you need to stretch in. There's lessons sometimes you had at once, but you need to repeat it. So you make sure you get it so that when you step through your door, you don't go back out of your door because the pressure behind the door is greater than the pressure outside of the door. Now, that word Asia, it means to go outside of, which means that Paul and his team went there at that time. He would have went outside of God's plan and they would have wasted resources, time, energy, money, sanity, self-esteem, the ability to trust people. Hear me, there are certain things, watch this, that God says, I'll let you do it, just not right now. God was never, uh, wasn't saying never to Asia, just not now, because Paul went on, in fact, to Ephesus and Asia Minor to preach and Christianity spread throughout all of Asia in just over two years in Acts chapter 19, which tells us God wasn't telling Paul, Paul, you're never going to be able to do that. He was just telling Paul, I need to give you some temporary delay, but temporary delay is not permanent denial. There are things and opportunities you thought you lost because it didn't happen when you wanted it to happen. But sometimes God says, I just have to block what you ain't ready for so that when you get it, you won't lose it. I dare somebody to give God a praise for the things that he blocked you from. Okay. 
You wanted to get married, but he blocked you. You wanted to buy the house, but he blocked you. You wanted to get the car, but he blocked you. There was so you wanted the job, but he blocked you. Sometimes he gives you temporary delay, but that is not permanent denial. Second adversary. There's a great and effective door, a big door, but there are many adversaries. What's his door called? Macedonia. That's his what? Evolution. Going from an inferior level to a superior level. Paul became a big deal when he got to Macedonia. You missed it. Paul became a big deal when he got to Macedonia. He evolved into the next level of himself when he got into a place where the people were ready to receive what he had. Okay. Okay. Sometimes places are being prepared for you because they can't handle you in your current state and form. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Uh, Some regions right now are being prepared for harvest because they've got to get ready for what it is. We're getting ready. Okay. And the good news is you're part of it. Second adversary uh, was diversions. First was what? Delays. Second is now diversions in Acts 16 and 7. Stay with me, church. We're going to get to the python in a minute. After they had come out to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the spirit did not permit them. They tried to do something and the spirit blocked it. Sometimes you'll put a lot of effort and energy in and God will still say no. Notice the devil didn't block them in this issue and this particular thing. It was God. But when they looked at it, an adversary just means it's something that's opposing progress. And so what's this? They're on a journey. They think this is the next logical place to go. But the spirit did not permit them. According to first Peter one, listen to this. Uh, Peter was graced for that place, but God, Paul was not Peter. One of the one of the twelve, one of the ruling apostles, one of the bishops, the Bible teaches us. Uh, he was graced for that place, but the apostle Paul was not. Say Peter was graced. For that place, Paul was not. Grace meant he had a supernatural endowment or ability to get it done. Well, I said, so God blocked him. Let me just say this. Some people think that they can do what you do, but they don't realize your grace for that place. You make look like, you make it look like what you're handling is easy and they don't understand it's actually hard for average men. It's actually hard for average women. But you, I came to speak it into your life. You're not some average somebody. I came to speak it into your life. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. How about your neighbor say, you don't have a clue who you sit next to. I ain't no average somebody just living some average type of life. Baby, I was sent to be the interruption to the dysfunction. I was born to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. So Peter made it look easy, but Paul didn't have grace for that particular place. And so now watch this. Here's the second thing, because remember Acts 16, 7, after they come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the spirit blocked it. Check it out. Bithynia in our biblical language of Greek there in the New Testament. It also means violence rushing in. Meaning had they went to Bithynia, they would have invited drama. There are certain groups of people God didn't let you go around. There are certain family members, God to this day, you're like, I don't know what the problem is. I'm preaching to somebody. There are certain friends you tried to connect with from years ago and you're like, what's the issue? God says, baby, they're Bithynia. You just didn't know their real name. So you thought it was Jesse, but Jesse's name is Bithynia. You thought it was Stacy, but Stacy's name is Bithynia. They're going to bring unnecessary drama in your life. There are some people that are nothing more than a scandal ready to happen. And so God says, I keep you away from those people because there's something I'm protecting you from would you just thank God for the folk that God didn't let you be friends with he didn't let you go to the party they ain't gonna text you back on the fourth what's this third adversary first was what 
delays. Second was diversion. So they get diverted. Now, adversary three, Acts 16 and 8, say distractions. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. God blocks them from Mysia. Now, here's what you also need to know about Mysia. Say, what is that, Bishop? It means this. It means the place of Achilles. And certain nouns, which are people, places, things, and ideas, will become your Achilles heel. It makes you ignore your training. And the number one reasons that planes crash under pressure is because the pilot forgets what they were trained to do when they're under pressure. You missed it. There are certain places where it's like your Achilles heel. You do know uh, Achilles in Greek mythology. Achilles was uh, invincible in every way except at his heel. So his the term Achilles heel came to mean something, watch this, that was your one area of weakness. You were strong over here. You were strong over there. But in this one area, you had an Achilles heel where you were weak. And if anybody discovered that weakness, they had the ability to overtake your invincibility. Let me see if I can tell it to you another way. Uh, Superman was super in every way. Wonder Woman, uh, watch this, uh, was a Wonder Woman in every way. But they all had weaknesses. And Superman's weakness was kryptonite. And whenever he got around kryptonite, he went from being a Superman to I wonder if he is a man. Watch this. Uh, whenever you got weaknesses like an Achilles heel, and we all do. Somebody said we all do. You'll go from being Wonder Woman, which is really Superwoman, and then we'll be, we'll be wondering what kind of woman you are. We'll be, I wonder if this woman can cook. I wonder if this woman can have a good attitude. I wonder if this woman can bounce back. Not to say that that's all women can do. What I'm saying is, is it'll become an enigma. It'll become a mystery. So check this out. They were in this place, and this place means a place of Achilles, a place of weakness. So check it out. You, pilots forget their training when they're under pressure. And when they're under pressure, that's the number one reason planes crash. It's because when they're under pressure, their Achilles heel is revealed. They forget their training. I want to ask you a question. What training have you forgotten? Because some pressure has come your way. Because some battles have come your way. But I got good news for you. That was then and this is now. God's not done with you yet. And I know it's not because you got up this morning and there's breath in your body. And I came to speak to somebody right now. I see a woman laying right now in your bed. You're not looking at the screen, but you've got the phone laying on your bed saying, I'm just going to do this because somebody just shared that video. Get up out of that bed. God is not done with you yet. He's not through with you yet. I came to prophesy to somebody in here. Stop thinking your life is over because you had one problem. Stop thinking your life is over because you had one issue. Somebody holler, he's not done yet. Your greatest days haven't been lived. Your greatest victories haven't been lived. But you're stepping into them effective immediately. God, I wish I had a church. You're stepping into them effective immediately. Why, Bishop? A great and effective door is open to you. Now, 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 now. They're they're on their way to get to Macedonia. You still with me? Remember, Paul's talking about this great door in first. Corinthians 16, but the story is actually uh, unveiled in Acts 16. So now, you still with me, church? They're getting ready to now go evolve in Macedonia. It's getting ready to be the business. They're getting ready to go from zero to ten. They're getting ready to walk in everything they could have imagined. Now, we and, and say, and they're expanding. And then we get to Acts 16 and 16, where we see this confrontation with the spirit of Python. So the fourth adversary, watch this, the fourth adversary, what's the first one, church? Delay. What's the second one? Diversion. What's the third one? Distraction. Here's the fourth one, the demonic. (laughs) 
See, it's these so you remember it. See, 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 see. Okay, now watch this. Few spirits in the scripture. Go ahead and place it up, please. Acts 16 and 16. Watch this now. A few spirits in the scripture uh, were named specifically. So I want you to read this verse with me. One, two, ready, read. Now it happened as we went to pray. Now stop right there. I can stop right there. There are certain things that happen every time you're on your way to church. Every time you're on your way to Wednesday night live. Every time you're on way to command your week. Every time you're ready to read your Bible. I wish I had some honest folk. Have you ever noticed your phone don't ring all day until you're like, I'm about to go worship. Then everybody calls. I'm about to go pray. Then everybody calls. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination. Spirit of divination there. If you have an old school Bible, you'll see an asterisk there. It says a spirit of Python. She was possessed with a what? Spirit of Python, which means she looked, watch this, much weaker than she was. There are certain people that pop up in your life and you will say this person is harmless, but you just don't know what's in them. They may be super slim, but you don't know that there's a python off up on the inside of them. It says that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination, that is spirit of python. Watch the verse. It says that she met us. Okay. Who brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. Now, let's just look at the verse. It says that she met us. Say she met them. Now, uh, there's certain folks that show up in your life. And if you're too thirsty to have people around because, because you want attention from folk, you might be letting Python up in your house. She was possessed, say possessed, with a spirit of Python. And we're going to leave him right there for now. We're going to have show and tell in the vestibule in a moment. <laughs> Some of you like, no, I ain't coming to see Bishop today. I'll get him next week. I'll get him next week. And watch this. She brought her master's much profit because she was a fortune teller. I'm time to get into that. Next verse. It says, this girl followed us. Okay, okay, okay. She followed us. Okay, say she followed us. In other words, she recognized something about them they didn't recognize about themselves. So everywhere they went, she's right there. Now, watch out because I know you think social media is innocent, but don't think that those friends and likes are real friends and real likes because some people are only following you. You're not hearing what I'm saying because there's something in them they're trying to get off onto you. The girl followed Paul and us. Watch this. They're on their way to evolve. They're on their way to Macedonia. And the girl keeps following them. And what's interesting is it wasn't in their periphery. She wasn't in front of them. She was behind them. But what they didn't understand is she was coming behind because she had us. Okay. She was coming behind so she could see. There's one. There's one of them up over here. That's behind me. I'm looking for him. Because he's in front of me. Come on, camera. I'm looking for him because he's in front of me. But there's one that's right over here. Come on, follow me, church. That I wasn't looking for because it's hidden, because it's behind me. Some adversaries you're paying attention to. You already know uh, you used to have an alcohol problem, so you don't even mess with that. You already know you used to have a drug problem, so you don't mess with that. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm just giving examples. You already know uh, what to expect with your kids. You already know what to expect with your marriage. But there's some stuff. That's hiding. Touch your neighbor. Say it's hiding. Uh, say in plain sight. 
the girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Check it out. She knew who they were and she knew what they were about to become. Where was Paul on his way to? Macedonia. What's Macedonia? The big and effective door. What's that represent? His evolution. She knew what was getting ready to happen. And so she showed up behind them to start messing with them. Snakes slither. Snakes, snakes, snakes. They, 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 the, the inference with a double tongue is that they're telling you God can't use you because you got issues. God, God don't want you no more because you messed up. You, you ain't good enough. You don't have what it takes. She comes from behind and now she starts hissing behind them. Do you see the image of church? She comes from behind them. So she's hissing behind them because what's really in her? Python, which means she, look, he's hissing now. He hears it. He hears it. He hears it. Watch and follow me. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. It knows who I am. Python knows who you are. Few spirits were named as they were often just called unclean because the presence of the name of Jesus was torment enough so you didn't need to name them. Check this out church. But the spirit of Python was named so that we could cast it out and stop its power because watch this. Python learned how to dwell in environments other spirits could not. She was right there with the men of God. Trying to tell you. Python watches you pray and still sits there and talks to you anyway. Have you ever noticed how when you're praying for certain things, have you ever noticed how when you're praying for certain things uh, that all of a sudden in your ear will say, well, God ain't going to do that, though. Have you ever noticed that you can get excited at church and by the time you hit the door, get into your car, you're discouraged and you're defeated and you're like, what's happening? Is there anybody that can testify to what I'm saying? Because Python learned how to stand in the midst of your worship. Python knows how to stand in the midst of your prayer. Python knows how to sit there and watch you do evolution time and come out and tell you, no, you're just about to go do some more time because you ain't good enough. But today, say I'm prevailing against the spirit of Python. So watch this, they go, they go, what's the fourth adversary? The demonic. They go by the riverside for prayer and they speak with this woman named Lydia. She's a single woman with a business and her and her household become Christians. She become the Apostle Paul's first convert in Philippi, which is the first Christian in Europe. She invites Paul and his team to stay in her home. And now we see this narrative happening in Acts 16, the confrontation with the spirit of Python. Now, I already told you, rarely were spirits named because they were just called unclean. Got that? Now we see some names in the spirit, uh, in the scripture, uh, the deaf, uh, dealt with the spirit of being deaf, that we can't hear, dumb, uh, similar to mute, but means you can't understand, mute, meaning you can't speak, legion, meaning one, uh, it, but this spirit was named, say it was named, so we could deal with this one directly. Now here's what I need you to understand, in the Bible, touch your name and say, Bishop's almost done. And, but are you learning something, church? I'm going to show you how this thing has been at work in your life and you didn't know it. Touch your neighbor and say, it's been in your life and you didn't know it. See, because it ain't scared of your prayer. It ain't scared of your hallelujah. It ain't scared of your shout. Python learn how to stand right there next to the men of God, right there next to the presence of God and be able to do what it was that they did. Are you here, church? Are you here, church? Now, now watch this, watch this. Uh, in the Bible, snakes were indicative of demonic activity. Now, the snake's not a demon. So don't say, I knew it was a demon, just a demon. The snake's an animal. In the scripture, it has a representation. You got that? Just like the Holy Spirit isn't a dove. I saw a dove, that's God. No, you saw a dove. 
<laughs> but the animal represents something. So in the Bible, Mark 16, 17 through 19, and these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, which here, it literally means snake. In Genesis, it means deceiver. Here, it means snake. Uh, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will what? Recover. Now, here's what I need you to get. Say the spirit, spirit. of Python. Now, now watch this. I, I got to cut some of this out so that we can get to where we're going. But you need to understand. Say, Bishop, what does the spirit of Python do? I'm going to tell you what it does. First thing Python does, watch this, is it's designed to get you to abort. Remember, the door's open. Paul's at the door. Then Python shows up. Python, uh, Paul's at the door. He's at what place? Macedonia, which represents his evolution, which is his what? Big door. He's there, church. So who shows up when he's there? Python. Are you catching this? Python knows if you keep walking, you're going to get to where you're going. So Python says, let me get you discouraged. Let me get you frustrated. Let me get you angry. Let me get you to, let me get you to give up right before you have your moment of breakthrough because your daddy gave up. His daddy gave up. Your mama gave up. Her mama gave up. And so let's just keep the business going the way it's been going. But you and I, we are the interruption. I'm talking, is there anybody, you've been dealing with some pressure, you've been dealing with some frustration, you've been dealing with some stuff, and you've been like, God, I think I'm just going to give up. You better not give up. You have come too far to give up now. Somebody say, I'm prevailing. So, Python is designed to get you to abort. Number two, Python is designed to get you to think you can't do it. It's designed to deceive you into thinking you can't do it. Python wants you to think you don't really have what it takes. This is why you'll get excited at church and you'll be like, I can't do this. I can't walk this out. I can't live this. And here's what some folk will do. You know what? I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to take it easy because I'm doing too much. And, and the reality is you're not doing enough. But Python wants to deceive you into thinking you can't do it. But that's why the Bible says, I can do all things. I can do all things. I can do. I can do. I can do. Say it again. I can do. You're sitting next to an all things kind of person. Which means you can be a great husband and a great father and a great business owner and a great man that got paid. Don't you put me in a box. I have no box. I can do. Oh. Then watch this. Python, here's what you need to know. Python gets close, then it constricts. So it had to get close to them to kind of constrict them. Watch this. Python, if I had time to teach you, I don't have time to do this. Python, this spirit, say this spirit. It's the same thing that got close enough to Eve. It wasn't a snake, but it's the spirit that got close enough to Eve to get her now to abort. Python, say it gets close. Be careful who you're letting get close to you. Be careful who you're letting uh, uh, spend all your time on the phone with. There are certain people that when you talk to them, the conversations aren't pointed. They aren't directed. They're not purposeful. It's just two folks sitting up, shooting the breeze, talking about nothing. You don't have time for that in your evolution time. There are some folks you need to say, you're a great person, just not a good fit for me because you ain't talking about nothing, ain't trying to go nowhere. So look, here's the link to church. I see you there on Sunday. But other than that, deuces. Deuces is a colloquialism that means I don't have time for Python. Here's, 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 here's what you need to know. Python, pythons can go undetected for a long period of time. 
Pythons are sometimes called ambusher predator, uh, predators uh, because they typically remain motionless in a camouflage position and then they strike suddenly. If you'll notice in the text, go back to Acts 16 and verse number 17. If you'll notice in the text, we will discover this. It says now, uh, uh, come on verse 17. Now uh, this girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these are men, uh, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. The next verse. It says, and she did this for many days. Watch this. Paul, who had great authority, Paul sat there and tolerated it. There are certain things you're saying, oh, well, I'll deal with that tomorrow. There's some stuff you need to say today. That's Python. That's better. You need to deal with some stuff today. There's some tough conversations you need to have today. There's some issues you need to address today. She did this for many days. Paul let it go on for many days, and he did nothing with it. Here's the last piece I want to give you. Last thing I want to give you. Pythons, watch this, they constrict. Pythons squeeze the life out of their prey. They coil themselves around their prey. And with each breath its prey takes, Python squeezes tighter until they stop breathing completely because its prey fights. Watch this. And when its prey fights, watch this. Touch the name and say, stay with Bishop. Let's try the other way. Let's try the other one. Say, stay with Bishop. Because, watch this. As its prey fights, and just tries to get a breather. Just tries to get a break. Just tries to, I'm dealing with so much, I just need a, that's when Python constricts even tighter. That's when Python grabs on even tighter. Have you ever felt like in your life, like you've been greatly constricted? You ever felt like you had pressure around you? Like, I just can't make it through this. I just can't navigate through this. I just can't get through this. Well, I want to suggest to you, maybe you've been dealing with the spirit of Python. It's been undetected. It's been deceiving you into thinking you can't. It's deceiving you into trying to abort. And now here we are, and you've been dealing with this spirit. And here's the thing. It's been watching you come to church, sitting in the back of church, waiting for you to jump, leave church to slither right back in your car to slither right back on your job to slither right back at the barbecue on Tuesday but today it's been lying to you it's been deceiving you some of you right now as you're listening to this message Python's telling you that's good but that's for your neighbor not for you right now when you're listening to this message Python's got you thinking about what you're going to eat after church right now some of you parents are thinking about oh God I hope she don't get her hair wet after slipping and sliding now because Python, look at what it's doing. It's doing what it does. But today, say, Bishop, how do we deal with the spirit of Python? Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you authority. Say authority. So here's how you deal with Python. If, if I was the kind of person that would take that out of that box and do it myself, at 11, 15, I'll have more time. So we'll probably take it out and have show and tell in church. But I'm gonna just deal with the fake one for now. Python, you 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 don't you don't avoid it. Touch your name and say, stop avoiding issues. Some of your marriage is one conversation away from evolving. Some of your children are one conversation away from evolving. Some of your finances are one decision away from evolution. But Python's got you so distracted. You can't do it. It's so overwhelming. You're not overwhelmed. You just are dealing with Python. Somebody say, but today. 
I take authority. Say, it's my adversary, but I take authority. Say, it's my adversary, but I take authority. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents. That means, say, action. Say it again. Say, that means action. So let's look at what Paul did. Let's go back to Acts 16. Let's look at verse 18. Let's look at what he did, and then I'm done. Is anybody learning anything today? And she did it for many days. She did it. In, he, uh, she, meaning the what? Spirit in her. This is the spirit of Python. She did it for many days. Did it in January. Did it in February. Did it in March. Did it in April. Did it in May. Did it in June. But we've stepped into a new month. And I just need some people who say... I'm not dealing with this thing again. I'm not going to be talked out of stuff anymore. I'm not going to be distracted anymore. I'm not going to be deceived that I don't have what it takes anymore. I'm going to deal with this thing. Say, I'm dealing with this thing. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed. God's been trying to get you annoyed. Anybody got some stuff in your life right now? You're like, I'm about sick and tired. Okay, y'all not talking to me, church. Anybody, it's some stuff going on in your life. You're like, I'm annoyed by this now. I'm ticked off by this now. If it was Fifth Sunday, I'd use another word, but I won't use that word. I'm mad about it. I'm annoyed. He turned and he said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus, come up out of her and stop it. Now, now some of you say, well, Bishop, am I supposed to do this to my cousin? Well, what's this? There's areas in your life you need to confront. Stop running from it. Stop running from your disorganization. Stop running from your low self-esteem. Stop running from your issues with your daddy. Stop running from your issues with your mom and them. Stop running from the issues with your kids. Stop running from the issues in your marriage. Stop running from your issues and you need to look at them in the face and say, Spirit of Python, I've got authority over you and you're not going to constrict me anymore. You're not going to bind me anymore. Why? A great and effective door is... I dare you to just shout today if you believe you're going to confront this thing. I dare you to give them a praise if you believe you're going to confront this thing. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm dealing with this thing today. He looked at it and said, stop it. I'm sick of this and it ends now. I'm sick of drama in my family. It ends now. I'm sick of passive aggressive in my marriage. It ends now. I'm sick of running from what looks tough. It ends now. Somebody holler now. Shout it again. Paul said, stop it. Parents, I'm out of time. God, I'm out of time. Parents, you ever been annoyed with your kids? And they're in the back. Y'all stop that now. Y'all stop that now. Alright, now I said y'all stop that now. Look! Now I said stop. Here's what you're about to do to your life. And every spirit of pot don't operate in your life. Look! I said stop! And when Paul took authority, the Bible says that very hour, it stopped. It is 1028. By 1128, y'all not hearing what I'm saying. I, where are the faith people at? Where are the people that just believe what God says? By 1128, it's some stuff that's going to stop. Why? Because you took, because you took, because you took. 
Somebody holler, I'm taking authority. If that's you, get on your feet and shout like a warrior. If that's you, get on your feet and shout like a gladiator. If that, what? Say, I take authority. Put that, put your fist up like this. Now, now we do this for evolution time. We turn it forward. But here's what you say. I'm taking authority over this spirit. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I confront and command the spirit of Python to flee every area of my life. I take authority. I am your child. I am great because you said I'm great. I can do all things because you said I can. I was built for this. I was born for this. This is my moment. This is my time. Come on, say it like you mean it, church. Say a great, say a great door is already open for me. Now just take a step, say, and I'm walking. Take another step, say, and I'm walking. If you believe that, give him a prayer. God Almighty. Somebody holler, I'm taking authority. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.